0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, while well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Keski of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hophead. Cheers. The Daily Music Business Podcast. Hey, what is up, y'all? It's Jason John Evans here again. And I just want to thank you so much for pressing play on this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast. If you missed my last episode, I talked a bit about you know why you should ask yourself the question, am I really just a music artist? Because it's the new music industry. And if you're still trying to push your music and grow your audience just through your music alone, you're making your life so much harder than it needs to be. So, the truth is, is that there is one thing that all music artists align with. That's music, right? They all have music out there. They all have songs that they want people to listen to, which means that the entire music industry is your competition if you're trying to push your music alone. Now, I understand you might be thinking, hey, I'm a metal artist or, you know, I'm a Norwegian folk artist or you might be writing something somewhere in the middle. How on earth is someone at the other end of the scale my competition? Because we're aiming at different crowds. Well, the truth is whatever other people are doing with their music is going to affect you even if it's passively because the more that music artists as a whole promote their music, the more numb the population become to people promoting music, right? Because it's just, it's something they say every single day and they start to just filter it out. So, the more that people spam their music, the harder it is for any other music artist, even if they're doing the right thing to get their music heard. So, I'm going to make things easier for you. (laughs) And the way I'm going to say to do that is by pushing your music through several other access points. Where, get this, your competition drastically narrows. And when I say drastically, I mean by at least a million percent. Now, that might be a bit of an exaggeration. But it gets incredibly smaller and it becomes so much easier to stand out. Especially when you are pushing the right message to the right person at the right time and speaking to them in the right way. So, usually when I say this to music artists, they respond with... I don't know what you're talking about Jason, how on earth can I promote my music outside of my music? Well, instead of giving you the answer straight away, let me tell you about how it gets even weirder. So, along my journey of studying music industry, I also dive deep into marketing, uh, behavioral science, uh, also behavioral psychology as well, sales psychology, and uh, you know, a, a bunch of different stuff. When it, I, I just nerd out on psychological studies and try to see you know, how they could be applied to the music industry or what their application to the music industry is. And over the course of studying all these different fields, I've refined the fan journey, I guess, or the listener journey, I call it a walk along a listen path toward becoming a true fan into four distinct stages. So, think of it this way, you might hear me talk about a listen path a lot, it's because, you know, it's my model of explaining fandom and how people's commitment levels sit to your music. But the easiest way to explain it is to consider it a single path that takes someone from only just hearing about you to becoming a lifelong true committed fan of your music. I'm talking about someone who didn't know about you two seconds earlier and is just being exposed at the very first point of exposure to something you do, doesn't always have to be your music, and we'll talk a bit more about that soon, but takes them all the way to potentially camping outside your venue the night before your performance, screaming at you when they see you in public, fainting in front of you. That's the crazy end of the spectrum, okay? But people have gotten to that point before. There's no reason they can't get that for your music either. But the listen path is not just one fluid journey, right? There are four distinct stages that people move through along the way. And those four stages are cold, curious, converted, and cult. Cold listeners are only just hearing about you. Curious listeners have found something that has, you know, sparked their curiosity and want to find out more, but aren't yet yet ready to commit to you. Converted listeners are considered your fans, that's once you've won them over, and cult listeners are your diehard true fans that are going to support you to the ends of time. Now, we'll be talking a lot on these podcasts about diving into each individual specific category, each individual specific stage, and how the listeners inside those stages respond to different things and how you can go about moving them. Because I tell you now, if you're trying to promote your music and no one's listening to it, you might have listeners in cold, but not enough in curious. Listeners need to be in that second stage of curious before they'll actually do anything you ask them to do, whether that be, you know, whether that be listen to a song on SoundCloud or follow me on Twitter or sign up to my mailing list. So, I promised you a strange story. Let me tell you this way. I once worked with a music artist, I should say there were a band, so a bunch of music artists collectively in a band that were a metal band that were also Christians. So, they wanted to uh, grow their message behind their music to promote their belief of Christianity through their metal music, right? And I was working with them one day and I brought up the concept of a listen path and I was telling them about how people don't do specific things till they're in specific categories and you have to get them to that position on your listen path before you know when to strike and offer the right things so that your offers resonate with them and that people do what you want. And someone asked me and they said, okay, cool. So, you have to get them to listen in the curious stage so they can become a fan, right? And I said, no, interestingly enough, get this, people can actually become fans of you as a music artist, a committed fan, without ever hearing a song or without even particularly liking the music you create. Now, you're probably thinking that sounds crazy. And I'll tell you, it is rare, but it can happen. This band that I was working with said, you know what? Maybe that would sound crazy if I hadn't already seen it with my own two eyes, but we know a girl at our church who doesn't like metal at all, but because she likes us as people, she's at every single show, she's trying to sing along to whatever she can, she's buying our albums, she's such a fan and a supporter of what we're doing. So, how does this apply to you as a music artist? Well, in the previous episode that I did, I talked about various access points and where you can promote your music by seeing outside of the general one dimensional channel mindset of I've just got to promote my latest song and start to see that you are a creative with a ton of other ways to promote your music. Now, in that specific example, these guys were Christians in a metal band that were pushing the message of their faith to their audience, right? This particular girl who doesn't like metal music on paper shouldn't become a fan of this band, right? Well, if all they did was promote their music, she wouldn't be a fan of that band because that would be the only access point to their listen path that they're providing for her. So she would have no other way of beginning her journey toward becoming a true fan other than specifically through that access point that they provided and made available which was just their music. And because she doesn't align with that, isn't compatible with that, doesn't resonate with that, she won't pursue that journey. But if you can provide multiple points of access to your listen path through other channels, who you are, what you stand for, where you come from, what you're about, you will start to see big results. Now, in this example, they provided the access point of their faith because that was the message behind their music and she was able to jump on board because she resonated with that. The music became passive to her. It was the cause that made her stand behind it and make her want to jump on board for the long term. Now obviously, that's quite an outlier of a case because you don't want an audience full of people who don't like your music but love your cause. But it should go to show you that that is absolutely possible. People can like your music without ever hearing a song, they can become committed fans of yours without ever listening to a single thing you create. Just because you provide high quality, highly resonating access points to your listen path and aim them directly at the people that are going to resonate with such a message. Does that make sense? So, I talk a lot in my book about why your story and your motivation are so important. Now, this episode now isn't to dive specifically into your story and motivation, it's to give you a general overview so you can start to think how you can be providing different access points to your listen path to allow new listeners of yours jump on board on their journey toward becoming a true fan of yours through an access point that suits them and their desired uh, interest and curiosity uh, tendencies or preferences. We all know on TV shows like Australian Idol, America's Got Talent, you know, Britain's whatever, The Voice, before a music artist comes out and performs, what always happens? It's so cliché that we all know the answer right now. They always play a two-minute little sub-story about where they come from, what what they're about, why it matters so much to them to get the opportunity to come and sing a cover on stage for some reason. It seems like such a cliché, we've all seen that so many times, but so many music artists aren't using it to their advantage. Those two-minute stories are in the episodes of these TV shows for a reason. It's not just to fill air. The producers behind these TV shows have done the research to find that the general public doesn't particularly care about a music artist unless they have a reason to care in the first place. If you just saw someone come out on stage and sing a song, what makes them any different from the person who's coming out after them, or the person who came out before them, or the person who came out before that, or three people after them? Who really cares? They're all the same thing to you because there's no external context around it. And this is the thing, if you were put in that position, you would start to create external context by trying to force differences upon them or create stories and assumptions based on your judgment of them because humans crave that context and connection. This is what my whole message is about. But instead, they show these little two-minute stories so that anyone watching at home is able to form at least a small amount of connection or interest in this artist based on the resonance that they have due to their natural compatibility level with whatever that artist's story may be. So, if they've said they've lived a hard life, they're hoping that people at home are like, I've lived a hard life, I can totally relate with that. I want to watch this artist or at least I feel for them because they've lived a hard life, now I'm interested. So, if it can work for these TV shows and they're still around, they've been running for like, what, 15, 20 years now? They've been running for at least 15 years now, right? On many different platforms and in many different names, the format is always the same. So it goes to show that this method works, so why aren't you applying it for your music career? Go out there and tell the world where you come from, what you've been through, why you write music in the first place, how you want your music to change people's lives. Like, give them those access points to talk about what you stand for and what you're about. A huge opportunity we'll be talking about in an upcoming episode is how to leverage your story and your motivation to see big results by chasing an avenue that is so undertapped by music artists that it's ridiculous. I've told my audience about it. I actually have told a few people about it on calls when I jump on calls and I actually had like a third person today in the last few days contact me and say, you know what? I listened to your advice. I did it. I hooked it up. I got yes said to me straight away and I've already seen big results from it. Absolutely crazy. And I want to do the same for you. So keep your eye out for that. So, today I want you to focus on your story and why it is so important. What have you been through and why do you write music in the first place? What do you hope to bring to your listeners' lives? Even if you think you write music for no reason, you do. You just haven't figured it out yet. Your story is everything up to this current moment Hearing this podcast. And this time tomorrow, it will be 24 hours longer. As the past gets longer, your story will get bigger too. Our stories don't have an endpoint until we're not here anymore, but our motivation is everything we try to seek in the future. That's for another day. Provide your story everywhere. Put glimpses of it in your Instagram captions. If you get interviewed, talk about where you come from. Reach out to people that might be going through something that you went through or that your music can be the antidote to, and you'll start to see people grab onto your music with an almost irrational connection. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hey everyone, it's Chris Pandolfi inviting you to check out the new season of my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, with new episodes airing now. Hearing it in that room, these guys playing this thing and trying to figure out how to play this song, was mind-blowing. It's so inspiring to know there's so much more to it than you ever thought. And it just opened another door. But when people find faith because they need to, in terms of just filling a void to feel better without actually being better, that's when it becomes... A crutch, much like you know, drugs and alcohol do. Man, I don't have all the time in the world here. If I want to be a professional bluegrass musician, I felt like I had to take a very like strategic approach, just trying to get rid of the barriers and, and figure out what those barriers were. The feelings still come, and I have to reckon with that, but I think I have better ways of moving forward and not being stuck, which I think was the killer for me. Catch all that and so much more on the new season of Inside the Musician's Brain.